Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi there. Before we start the show, let's talk about our Amazon link for the holidays at bobseska.com. Whether you're shopping for yourself or if you're buying music by one of our excellent indie bands, or if you're getting a jump on your holiday shopping without leaving your house, don't forget to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Our special link will take you to the front page of amazon.com where you can go shopping until you're dropping, and by doing so through our link, we receive a teeny tiny commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping through our Amazon link, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Can I show you something? I was just uh, smelling, smiling. I was just browsing. (laughs) For your wife, for your girlfriend? What? What happened? (laughs) Woof! Wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are. Harder than they are. Whew, it is warm in here. Well, you have your coat on. Yes. Oh, do I? How did that happen? Because it's cold out? Yes. Yes. It is. It's a bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> what did I say? Nipple? <laughs> uh, there is a nip in the air, though. Can I take something out for you? <laughs> I was just looking at something for my wife. God, rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, she's not dead. We're just divorced. She's history. And obviously she doesn't wear underwear. There are plenty of shopping days left until adulteries, adulthood, which is to say Christmas as a mule, mule log. Not a log, I don't have a log, but I mean, you know, if I had a log, not in the sense that you think I said I did. Oh, good golly, tis the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. Oh, s***. Bob This is Governor Rick Perry. First Lady and I wish you and your family a blessed what? holiday season. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> that one uh, caught me by surprise. Rick Perry giving us his holiday greeting. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, December 8, 2020. And this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,419 of the Trump crisis, 43 days until Inauguration Day. And look, sitting right over there, it's my good friend, Buzz. You say Buzz Burbank. You said it all. Hello. Merry Christmas. We're doing that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we are. We are doing that. Hi, hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Hello. Uh, He's Bob. I'm Buzz. And you're just going to feel a little pinch. (laughs) Is that a vaccination joke? It'll be over before you know it. Okay. How do I look? How's my hair today? What do you you think? Great. Excellent. I thank you. I've started cutting my hair with a Floby, (laughs) and and I have never looked or felt more like George Clooney. I love the the Flobies back from 20 years ago, right? <laughs> we thought we were done with those jokes. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, said, watch the calendar now. I know you you do the countdown at the beginning of the show for you know the the presidency. Yeah, uh, I, I will note that it's just 17 more days until Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Claus is making his list and checking it twice. Still, Trump is demanding a recount. <laughs> Stop the steal. Stop. <laughs> yeah, doctors, doctors have now identified, uh, this is, a, you know, we learn more every day. Doctors mm. have now identified two new symptoms for the coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, flatulence. <laughs> and, 
and a dark liquid seeping from the temples. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad those aren't reversed. Like uh, watch, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, watch for those symptoms. Anyway. That's right. Uh, Major League Baseball is uh, suing its insurance companies. Uh, oh. I saw this in the news. Uh, you know, I don't follow sports a lot, but this caught my eye. Uh, Major League Baseball suing their insurance companies to get them to cover the team's losses during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it should be a pretty interesting court case. First, they got to select 12 cardboard cutouts for the jury. <laughs> We're hoping that your holiday is an extra special jolly day. Yes, we're definitely hoping that. Here we go. Parties around the Christmas tree with the White House crooked mob. Bribery hung where you can see pending charges tried to stop. Pardons around the Christmas tree so the witnesses won't sing. Later we'll ask for cold hard cash and we'll do some bargaining. Rocky Mountain Mike. <laughs> a national treasure he is, and uh, and Mary, too, of course, but but uh, today is Rocky Mountain Mike's birthday, and so... Oh, it's uh, right. Is, is it really? It is. Oh, what, have man, you, I, I had no I thought, idea. I thought you lived on Twitter. <laughs> I did. I, I missed that one. I caught Joy oh Reed's birthday is also today, so I was kind of distracted by Joy's Wait, birthday. Y- you don't even know Joy Reed. You know Rocky Mountain <laughs> Mike. Right. What's wrong with me? It's his terrible. birthday. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I know, God, I mean, it's a, it's a banner day for births. I know like 12 people who have a birthday today. I don't know how that works. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, here's my excuse, Buzz. We talked about this a little before the show. I am in that period of time, kind of like senior slump, like the, the second <laughs> half of your senior year of high school, where I'm just checking out. I've been very occupied with Christmas as well. And, you know, I, I mean, I've spent a good deal of attention to it this year. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, and I really thought that I would experience that sort of uh, second semester of your senior year slacking sort of thing. <laughs> right. But I, but I haven't. I find that I, I, maybe this is just my nature. Find myself working as hard as ever, uh, you know, as many hours, and 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 really putting quality into it. You know, yeah. so I, I I feel good about the fact that I haven't slacked off yet. Well, Not yet. Uh, maybe I should hand over some of my chores to you. You can just take <laughs> oh, no. care of some things for me because I'm one of those guys where I know a lot of people who work right up to the finish line. They just uh-huh. hustle right up to the end. Me, right. I have a gradual fade out. I do the, the <laughs> slow fade at the end of the song. That's the you, way I operate you, right before you a like holiday. To, you like to walk across the finish line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. I would say crawl maybe, na- nap across the finish line maybe might be more appropriate to describe it. Well, it's, it's good to be back with you. Yes, it absolutely is. So, you know, before we uh, launch into things today, uh, we're going to be talking about cash grabs and coup attempts today. Uh, Yes. I have a correction from the after party. This was the, the big oh, really? controversy on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Show. I posted the after party on Friday as they normally do. It's our subscription-only show at the end of the week. And uh, we started out, the lead story on the show on Friday was uh, that the House of Representatives had voted to huh, what I thought was legalize marijuana. Uh, I thought they voted to legalize marijuana, and I was, silly me, I was going by Vox.com's headline, which was Mm -hmm. quite misleading. I mean, Vox.com said that, uh, here's the actual headline, the House of Representatives voted to legalize marijuana. Well, well, our our intrepid Patreon supporters (laughs) gave me me a bunch of these. Uh No, it's not. They're not legalizing marijuana. It turns out 
the House of Representatives only voted to decriminalize marijuana. So there's Which is the huge. yeah, it's it is it's, it's a big deal. And of course, we made a broader point around that about how silly it is that it takes now, this long to do something. Tell me about it. I joined Normal in 1970 something, and and uh, <laughs> I, I you know I so I've been supporting that cause for a very long time. And yeah. the most exciting thing about this is that it, first of all, states the Democrats' intentions. Mm -hmm. Although the Senate, this Senate, will not pass this bill, it's a message to voters that if they elect two Democrats to Georgia Senate seats, uh, Democrats will have control of the Senate and will be able to make this law with the help of a Democratic House, a Democratic Senate, and a Democratic president. Yeah. Uh, and, and they can give it another run and, and uh, know that it will pass. It's a message We've got this if you'll give us the chance. So it's important on that level. It's also important uh, to, in context that it uh, expunges the records of those yes. who have been convicted of minor, nonviolent marijuana crimes, uh, of which we have so many thousands. And and so it's very exciting in that standpoint. I would be curious. I didn't see the Vox article. I, it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me if the article was correct, but the headline was wrong. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. That's, that's yeah. where it is. The subhead. Yeah. I don't know how they do things at Vox, but certainly at newspapers. And and <laughs> the New York Times gets in trouble with this all the for this all the time. Yeah. Headline writers are not the same people who write the story. The person who wrote the story doesn't get to say what goes into the headline. Yep. They, they may have they may have some input, but the final decisions made by the headline writers mm -hmm. and what what whatever will fit on the page oh, yeah. or in that in that column and that's that's how headlines are written and so a lot of times uh, the authors of stories reporters get blamed for headlines they didn't write hello that would be me <laughs> i don't write any of my headlines i write like a sample right. headline like here's generally uh -huh. what i'm thinking and then the editors just take it and run with it and that's that's what happened wait what were we talking about again, Buzz? I forget. Oh, yeah, that's right. Marijuana decriminalization. Yeah. Um, it's a positive move forward. It seems like it should have happened decades ago. It's nonsensical. Sure. And our broader point about talking about this on uh, Friday was uh -huh. to make the uh, larger point that this is just ridiculous, that this thing is illegal, but yet you can go and buy a, a fifth of Jack Daniels just off the shelf anytime you want. Right. I mean, provided you're of a certain age and there's a place nearby. But it doesn't matter make any sense that all varieties of alcohol would be perfectly legal and then this one thing which ostensibly is not i mean we made the point on friday that it's not good for you technically but it's not necessarily bad for you either it's not bad for you the way alcohol is bad for you and not only that it would go a long way to mitigating some of the opioid crisis it would certainly cut down on alcohol abuse it, it ha has a lot of uh, functions and like anything it can fall into the wrong hands yeah. used by the wrong people it's a very bad thing, but but for but that shouldn't determine mm. what what the bulk of society does. That's a that's a different problem to be treated differently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, so it, it's it, it is ridiculous that it's taken this long. I'm excited that that it's finally happening. Uh, Democrats are doing this because they know they have the support of the American people, mm -hmm. and uh, Republicans traditionally do whatever the American people don't want. That's right, and of course the problem is that all these states legalizing marijuana. The federal mm -hmm. government can still come in and arrest you for having it. I mean, there's that possibility. In fact, we heard about this early on in the Trump administration where his first attorney general, Jeff Sessions, was talking about disregarding right. the legal marijuana laws in right. all the various states that passed those laws, passed those mm -hmm. referendums. And so that was kind of a harrowing uh, bit of time right there because at the time yeah. I was living in California and you could kind of just go anywhere and get it, any dispensary in town. And so that was nice except for the concern that, oh God, Jeff Sessions is going to come in and try to arrest me. So that me me Meanwhile, I know a guy who could find a job if his record could be expunged yeah. uh, and and uh, multiply that by tens of thousands hundreds of thousands yeah. of people yeah. who are in the same situation and it's it's not right it's not fair no and uh, you know we're talking about something that is not dangerous and certainly not as dangerous as alcohol it has it has medical uses it has psychological uses it it is a relaxant for many people a de-stressor yeah uh and uh you know so i i think there's a good deal of value to it mm -hmm. uh for what little harm it does certainly as you said compared to alcohol which does untold destruction because yeah. i also know 
alcoholics and recovering alcoholics and people who are dying of alcoholism. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know a guy who lost his driver's license for five years for no other reason, but he had a roach in his uh, car at the time he was Mm -hmm. pulled over for a speeding thing. And as you said, I don't know the number exactly, but there are thousands, if not millions of people in prison right now for, right. for nothing other than possessing marijuana. And that is just absolutely ludicrous. Why that continues to this day. We are in 2020 now, people. For God's sake, get your faces out of the Puritan era. I mean, this is just yeah. nonsense. Well, so, and it isn't just Puritanism. It's also greed because mm-hmm. uh, many of these institutions are now run by private companies. Yeah. Uh, they're pr- privately owned prisons, and they profit mm-hmm. from however many people we can stick in there. And, I, you know, I thought the Republicans were going to get on board with this thing. I mean, wasn't yeah. John Boehner lobbying for it for a period of uh, time he still, there? He, he works for a company. Yeah, he, yeah. he lobbies for uh, legal growth and, and growing and selling of marijuana. Yeah, companies <laughs> that do that. That's amazing. He's very, very much involved in that. John Boehner, of all people. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, as you said, it's it's a great thing to use to uh, kind of turn down the volume of your brain at the end of the day if you want to. I mean, that's really the nice thing about it. And what, what I noticed, too, is that uh, marijuana, unlike uh, alcohol doesn't necessarily slur your speech or make you incomprehensible in any way. I mean, I've known people who can function perfectly well, stoned throughout the day. Bill Maher Bill, is a good example. Bill Maher, yeah, example. absolutely. In fact, he, he's the guy who said that this should be a Republican issue. That yeah. This would be a, an issue that Republicans could... Uh, could make some tracks with, and, oh, yeah. and of course they never did. And and like I said, it's not just Puritanism; it's profit. Yeah, and it's individual liberty. I mean, you would think that the Republicans, as you right. said, or like Bill Maher, that's probably the point he was making too. Is that it's yeah, it's about what you put in your own body and why the government should have any say over that is beyond me. Doesn't make any sense. So. Uh, moving along now to uh, what's happening right now, all the fuckery, continued fuckery from Trump and his legal challenges. Uh, we're going to get to Jenna Ellis and uh, 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 Rudy Giuliani here in just a second. But um, <laughs> there's been an ongoing discussion happening, and it's been happening since the first lawsuit occurred from the uh, the Trump team against the results of the election. And that right. is whether this is a a serious coup attempt, whether that's the leading uh, goal of Trump right now to actually right. to literally overturn the election, or is this just nothing but a cynical cash grab? And my thinking at this point, Buzz, I'd love to get your uh, take on this, is yes. that it's primarily a cash grab, and the coup uh-huh. attempt is nothing but the sales pitch. This Incidental, is the, the forlorn hope that we're selling. Yeah, yeah. Just give us your money, and we'll pursue this thing. But it's really all about giving us your money. Well, it's two things. It's, well, first, I you know I enjoyed responding to you on Twitter this week by saying, hey, you you got <laughs> you 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 got coup in my cash grab uh, because sorry it's it sort of I think it was sort of accidentally invented the same way uh, yeah you know on one hand Bob and I think I may have said this last week it, the coup attempt is very real I yeah, mean I don't like yeah. I don't like I, first of all I don't like calling in that I, I like calling it the attempt to overturn the election yeah and and it's not that I'm soft peddling it it's that I don't want to use the same language the Trumpers are using because right. they also are using the term coup and that has rendered the term meaningless uh, I'm afraid <laughs> so I try to avoid using that word but mm-hmm. it is an attempt to overthrow the election and it's a very real attempt that continues as we speak yeah. now it's not going to succeed. Trump probably knows it's not going to succeed, but he continues this attempt to overturn a Democratic vote. Yep. And so that is the coup, or if you will, uh, the, the attempt to overturn the election is very real and very dangerous. Yeah. But like you said, I think the main goal is to keep folks, Trump supporters, stirred up so that they continue to, they've donated what over two hundred seven million dollars yes. now uh, yeah. to, to him since the election. Uh, it's even right up to you figure. I think it's over the last month. It's closer to five hundred million. <laughs> 
that that has been donated to Trump yeah. uh, that he can now use in any way that he wishes, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's, uh, you know, well, I'll just leave it at that. He has bills to pay and uh, <laughs> debts to pay off, loans to pay off, yeah. and uh, lawsuits he's facing as well. Yeah, strangely, I keep going back to our old friend G. Gordon Liddy, Buzz, when he used to say <laughs> about uh, Clinton voters, he used to call them suckers, and he would go, ye suckers! <laughs> his little thing, one of his memes on his show was to call Clinton voters suckers. Ah, you 42%, ye suckers! Ah, oh, you suckers. Yeah, and so the word yeah. suckers has been in my vernacular for, well, since uh, the election, really, because, well, it's, even before the election, but, I mean, specifically uh, this period of time after, with you know, they're it, just it, handing over their life savings during a crushing recession to this guy, and it's not for challenging the election. That's the amazing part of it. I see wildly varying numbers on uh, the number of Trump supporters who accept the outcome of the election, uh, anywhere from 20 to, uh, excuse me, 40 percent or more of Republicans uh, don't accept the results. 60 percent right. do. That's good news. 60 percent of Republicans accept that Joe Biden won the election, mm-hmm. uh, according to a, an Ipsos poll, poll for Reuters. Uh, but uh, that leaves 40 percent of Republicans who don't. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, so it's it's scary and it's sad that so many people are so deluded. And as I've said before, it's the lack of education that makes one susceptible to a con man. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a, as we look at ourselves in the mirror here, we see that we have failed to educate people uh, to immunize them against this disinformation. Well, the uh, Trump campaign on or around November 9th, Donald Trump established what's known as the Save America PAC. That's his, uh-huh. that's his super PAC. That's Donald Trump's right. super PAC. And so on Donald Trump's campaign website, the fine print where you go to donate your money, yeah, the little disclaimers at the bottom states that the vast majority of the donations on that website are not going toward funding Trump's litigation to overturn the election. But Almost instead, none of it is. Yeah. Instead, it's all going to his new leadership pack called yeah, Save, th- Save that- America. It's actually divided up between his PAC and the RNC, yeah. which these days is kind of the same thing. Right. Uh, and and uh, by law, he can spend this money any way he wishes. Yeah. He can, he's facing lawsuits that will demand and probably win money for the people who bring them. Mm-hmm. He's going to need money for that. Yeah. He's going to need money for legal defense. He's going to need money for to, to pay off his loans to Deutsche Bank and others, and, and all of which are coming due very soon. Mm-hmm. So he needs the cash. He does need the cash, and that's what this is all about. And as far as he's going to, is it his goal to destroy democracy? No, but he doesn't mind if it happens on his way to collecting yeah. all this cash. Yep. And and therein uh, is the real danger and a danger that was feared by the founding fathers. That's exactly right. And in fact, I, that's the entire thesis of what I wrote for Salon today, that it's the cash grab, but the hook, the thing that gets everyone to open their wallets and give all their money to Donald Trump is the notion that, oh, look, if you just give me another 10 bucks. I may be able to fight this battle against the radical left Democrats and they're stealing the election and all the rest of it. So that's the gist of it. But the most important thing to remember here is that none of the funds that go to the Save America PAC have paid for Trump's legal or recount expenses. So none of that money is going toward the actual effort itself. So all these people are giving their money to Donald Trump under the notion that, oh, it's uh, an election defense fund, or I think that's the right. Yes, that's what it's called, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to that. It's not going to the election defense. <laughs> this is a, the super PAC is, generally speaking, the super PAC is a gigantic slush fund for whoever has of one. Of course it is. Of yeah, it and is. so to, there, there are certain rules that uh, kind of guide and regulate what super PACs are allowed to do. But for the most part, there are lots of loopholes and gray areas that are often exploited by anyone who's linked to a super PAC. So Donald Trump can use this money from the super PAC to pay for lavish vacations and personal things. And we know that he will based on the fact that with the Trump Foundation money, including money that was donated to the Trump Foundation to help kids with cancer, was used on all kinds of 
frivolous personal expenses, including the right. fact that Trump overpaid for a painting of himself <laughs> as part of the spending from the Trump Foundation. And that got the Trump Foundation shut down by Letitia James. So right. we know that uh, with this goddamn super PAC that he's going to behave the same way. This is all about financing Trump's post-presidency, quote-unquote, campaigning, irrespective of whether he actually runs in 2024. This will pay for the rallies and the travel time and and all the rest of it. At the same time, he's been calling governors and uh, the Speaker of the House in Pennsylvania to try to get them to literally overturn the election. Uh, Thank goodness they're not doing it. It's interesting, uh, the contrast between state and local Republicans and our national Republican leaders in Congress in Washington. At the state and local level, they're consistently saying no to Trump Mm -hmm. uh, on his demands to overturn the election uh, and a lot of his other requests. Uh, Judges are doing the same. Uh, But meanwhile, back in Washington, uh, Republican lawmakers, uh, I think everyone's seen the Washington Post poll survey that showed that uh, of the 249 Republicans in the House and the Senate, Mm -hmm. uh, that only... uh, Two, two of them say Trump won. Uh, <laughs> tw- only 27 say that Joe Biden won. <laughs> Meanwhile, 220. 220 would prefer not to comment. Jesus Christ. That's how many scared. Exactly. That's how many cowardice, frightened, scared Republicans they are, there are in Congress. And again, and perhaps I'm repeating myself here, they have come to the realization that their voters are Trump's voters, that, that that's a choice they made, and th- right now that's not so much fun. Yeah. Well, the thing is, where are those voters really going to go? I mean, if the Republican leadership right. on the Hill decides, all right, you know what, we're going to cut bait with the Red Hats. We're just not going to deal with them anymore. Who are right. those Red Hats ultimately going to vote for? Are they going to run off and vote for some third party pushed by OAN or something like that? I don't know. But it seems ludicrous that they would say, well, bye-bye, Republican Party. We're going with whoever. Um, well, no, I don't, some, I don't know if that's going to happen. Some way, some may. Either way, it's bad news for Republicans because yeah. either they're going to have a bunch of unhappy voters or the Republican Party will split, as you and I have discussed before, mm-hmm. and then neither one of them can win anything. Yeah, and one of the things that's most striking about all of this fuckery is, and, and you mentioned it just a second ago, Buzz, which is all of these calls that Donald Trump mm-hmm. is making directly to Republican officials. So this is no longer about making some sort of legal case that there were shenanigans, there were right. uh, that, there was all kinds of work. election fraud, voter fraud, and so on. It's right. not it's not that anymore. It's just Donald Trump calling up governors and saying, hey, can you help me out here? Can you do this right. thing? Can you do me this favor? I, I'll make you an offer favor. you can't refuse. Yeah, right. I need a favor, though. And, and that happened. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. After he lost uh, 49 of 50 cases uh, to try to overturn the election. Then he turned to individuals, pressuring them illegally, I might add. And on that subject, I would like to uh, harden my stand on the prosecution of Donald Trump Mm -hmm. uh, when he leaves office. Um, I still like the idea of state and local prosecutors taking care of him and lawsuits. Oh, my Lord, do you know the lawsuits he's going to face? I know. The lawsuits could be do more damage to him than a federal prosecution mm-hmm. could. Uh, I, I am truly beginning to believe that now. So uh, it may be, I mean, it would be great if the burden of prosecuting Trump could largely be lifted from President Biden and his administration uh, by uh, a barrage of state and local uh, criminal and civil actions and other lawsuits that would uh, literally bury Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would be good. But at the same time, these crimes, this uh, election interference, pressuring election officials, pressuring state officials to overturn an election, uh, that's illegal. <laughs> that I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. You can't do that. And and that is. Uh, as serious a crime as Donald Trump has committed, and there are many. Absolutely. And just another example of the ongoing damage to our democracy. I mean, we we don't even need to say it at this point. It's kind of already assumed that he's just wrecking the place on his way out. And so I'm looking forward to that array of lawsuits in particular, because I think that's when we're going to really start to see comeuppance when it comes to people who have been so horribly impacted 
impacted by COVID alone. I mean, those lawsuits by themselves, and I think they're entirely valid to either bring individual lawsuits, class action lawsuits against Donald Trump's incompetence. And I I don't know exactly how that plays out in court, given the fact that he was president of the time and the president has certain protections. But once he's out of office, it seems like everything is back on the table again. I mean, Donald Trump making certain decisions that completely annihilated uh, hundreds of thousands of lives, millions of lives in some cases, now affected with pre-existing conditions and all kinds of side effects, maybe lifelong side effects. So I, I cannot realistically see how he can have a moment's rest upon leaving office yeah. because I believe Letitia James' 67 indictments and a string of these lawsuits and who knows what else are going to keep him plenty busy. Okay, well, we're going to talk about Jenna Ellis and uh, Rudy Giuliani here coming up next, and then I've got something from my Over My Dead Body file. And so I'm going to be mentioning that. uh, I want to talk about that as well here coming up. Okay, cool. Uh, But first, the holiday season is the one time of year we all get to indulge in our favorite traditions and feel like a kid again. No matter what you celebrate, everybody shares in the spirit of giving, whether it's giving gifts to your favorite people or spreading cheer to everyone around you. This year, give yourself and the ones you love an opportunity to look as young as the season makes you feel with Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, even under-eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal at checkout. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. I got an x-ray late this morning for my ankle and I I met Brigitte when she called me from the waiting room. She sat me down and started talking as she fixed the camera. Before I could explain, she said, oh, I see how you fell. You know you will when you're built like a ballerina. Comes with the territory. I'm sure you've got to be a dancer. Oh, yeah, this is going back to uh, January when we premiered this song by Cookie. This is a song called, single called, uh, Meant to Be a Dancer. From January 2020, 16, number 16 on that month's Indie Music Countdown. Instagram.com slash Jen Lucy Cook if you want to support Cookie. Yeah, we're playing all of our favorite uh, women recording artists from the past year on the show here leading up to the holiday break, which I am more than ready for. I swear (laughs) to God. I think we all are. God, we need Trump to be really, really quiet during that period of time so we can all... Get some freaking rest. Uh, when do you start? When do you roll out the Christmas music? Oh, that'll be the last week. That'll be next okay. week. <laughs> which, right. which uh, the yes. last week being yes. next week. Yes. Uh, I haven't, by the way, I haven't locked down our guest for tomorrow's interview show, but I have locked down next Wednesday's guest for the interview show. And yes. It'll be and the it triumphant is. return on the 16th of the Furniture Guys. Joe Lorario oh, and the perfect. Furniture Guys. Can't wait to have oh. those guys back. What a perfect holiday show that is. That's yeah. excellent. Our last I'll interview bet, before I, the uh, break. I'll bet they have Christmas tree stories. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, uh, I saw Joe's nativity scene at his house. He posted a picture yeah. of it on his Facebook page, and it included uh, Larry Fine. Larry Fine was somehow one of the... <laughs> One of the three wise men, of course, uh-huh. was uh, Larry from the Three Stooges. So uh, typical of uh, Joe Lorario. So I'm looking forward to talking to those guys again. I just said, you know, look, Joe, Ed, feel free to take over the show because uh, I'm, sure. oh. as I said, I'm in senior slump. So they can they can just take the show for an hour and I'll just sit back and laugh my ass off, which is those, n- normally those what are the, do. Those are the best guests. I don't know if it was Letterman or somebody else who said, if you're going to be a guest on a talk show, uh, bring something. Yeah. Meaning... 
bring a story or a mm-hmm. joke or, or something. And, and, you know, I've always tried to, to bring something to your show. I, it's like, it's like arriving at with a, hopefully yeah. it's like arriving with a bottle of wine or flowers. If you've been invited <laughs> to dinner Yeah, right. back right. in the norm, in the normal times. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, uh, I got to ask Ed Feldman about uh-huh. the fact that it, it, since the last time he was on the show, he had a major heart attack, and then I think oh had my. to have something like a quadruple well, bypass uh, as a consequence see, of it. So. I, I I would prefer not to go that far to bring something to your show, <laughs> but but that's the great thing about those guys and guests like them yeah. is is you just turn on the microphone and let them talk. That's and right, and you've got you've got guaranteed entertainment. Well, Ed Feldman had a heart attack just so he had some content for the show. For that the was show. The- well, that was you can't ask for better friends than that, Bob. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I used to love that show in the 90s. Yes, I, I used yes. to do nothing. It was appointment watching the furniture guys yes. on Furniture to Go. Uh, before that, it was called Furniture and, on the Mend on PBS. Oh, my right. God. Endlessly how much, hilarious. But And honestly, we started when you and I started watching that, how much furniture had you and I built? Zero. I had, exactly. And how much How much have we built since we started watching the furniture guys? Uh, you know what? I actually built a couple of pieces, a couple of uh, book, oh, wow. bookcases. I actually, well, <laughs> you're a better man than I am because... But the point the point is you, you don't have to care anything about that. These guys yeah. are just that entertaining. Well, one of the things they would do is, uh, and the main thing that they would do on the show, is to take old furniture and restore it. And I have right. never restored right. any furniture, much less a chaise lounge or an armoire or anything like that. I've never done anything like that. So I learned a lot. I just haven't applied any of it. Exactly. They know their stuff, and you can learn from them if mm. you're so inclined. Uh, but, but mainly they're just entertaining. So I think that's an excellent uh, just-before-Christmas interview. Show. Yeah, so that'll be a week from tomorrow on our, cool. our usual Wednesday interview show, right before we go on break. I enjoyed I enjoyed Rocky Mountain Mike's interview uh, last week. Yeah, um, he's great. And what I learned, I found that today's uh, Mike's birthday, as I mentioned, we're uh, about a year and six weeks apart. Mm-hmm. I won't I won't say which direction. <laughs> uh, which gives you the answer right there. Right. Uh, but but uh, listening to that interview was so great because despite the fact that he's talented, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, that aside, he and I ha- have a lot of, in common. Yeah. Uh, as far as our upbringing and what's familiar to us and what our, our young lives were like. Uh, and he's from Oklahoma. I'm from Kansas. So uh, we really do have more in common than I realized, and it was great to discover a lot of that through the interview show, since I only know him on Twitter, and I hadn't really had a chance to ever sit down and talk with him. And you know, I keep saying this, Buzz, but at one point in the not-too-distant future, now that uh-huh. we're getting beyond the Trump fuckery here, y- I want to yes. do a roundtable show on a Wednesday with you, Mike, and Donna Halper, and just talk about oh. what the fuck happened to radio. What <laughs> <laughs> I sto- would love that. Sto- Stories about radio, fun stories about radio, but at the same time, leading up to uh, what I consider to be radio's slow motion suicide. Yeah, it'll it'll be a show. I can't. It's going to be a great show. Yeah, but you don't want to let the kids listen to it. Ah, absolutely. Okay. So uh, Jenna Ellis has tested positive for COVID, which raises the question: Can you catch COVID from someone else's? Farts, and I wonder if uh, Rudy Giuliani gave Jenna Ellis the COVID because of his constant uh, farting. I don't know. <laughs> See, we, this is where we need a scientist because, <laughs> because, and and if you're wearing uh, pants uh, and or underpants, does that act as a mask? Yeah, you know, I I don't know. And are there? And um, it's not in my character to be graphic, but. <laughs> You know, you raise an interesting point. Uh-huh. Uh, if you can detect it with your nostrils, does that mean there are droplets? Yeah. Well, it's because see- if there are droplets, then yeah, you could transmit it that way. But again, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But then again, there's also the ass mask that he's wearing. <laughs> the you ass know? Mask. So you don't know. You don't know. And again, this is not a topic I would prefer to discuss. I find these conversations highly unpleasant, but now that you've brought it up and there's a medical issue involved, yeah. uh, it deserves us examination by someone other than us. That's right. And the question really is, and I'm so glad you brought it up, were there droplets coming out of Rudy Giuliani's ass? And oh. did his ass mask stop the droplets? See, you have no problem. No problem going there. 
The White House is concerned that uh, <laughs> Trump lawyer Jenna Ellis had attended a White House holiday party. They're not concerned. That this made me laugh right away. The White House isn't concerned about anything. <laughs> no. I tell you, the legislatures, the state legislatures that Rudy and Jenna visited are concerned. Yeah. Uh, they sh- they've shut down completely in Arizona, uh, and they've taken uh, similarly drastic actions in uh, Michigan and Georgia. I believe. Yeah. Well, Michigan was where they where the Rudy Giuliani fart happened. Yeah. So yes. I think. That- <laughs> well, no, those have happened everywhere, and you know it. <laughs> That's true. Okay. There's yes. plenty of video. <laughs> documentation that's right unfortunately of that yeah by the way in case you missed it here's rudy giuliani farting the answer point of order the answer that i gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness (laughs) just like you they don't want to know that just makes me laugh and laugh and laugh he tried to say the word witness over the sound uh but it didn't work (laughs) No, no but the the best thing about that is the Double take from Jenna Ellis sitting right next oh, to Oh, oh, yeah. And the look of disgust and horror. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The best things that have happened in the news uh, recently is for an, from an entertainment standpoint mm-hmm. have been sounds. Uh, Rudy, in that instance, and, of course, uh, hail to the chief on Doug Ducey's phone. So it's, it's, it's now, it's the ambient sounds that are providing us the most pleasure. Yeah, that's right. So people actually brought their families to this uh, Christmas party they had at the White House where Jenna sure. Ellis also was. I mean, mm-hmm. at some point, don't you think that they're... Well, no. Obviously, they're never going to learn. I was just about to say, don't you no. think they'll figure <laughs> it out? Like, maybe there's some sort of relationship between these parties in which no one wears masks at the White House. Mm-hmm. And Bob, people- holding out, <laughs> Bob holding out hope that somehow in the next 43 days or whatever it is... Okay. That, uh, that, yeah, that, that they're going to change. They're yeah. Gonna, yeah. Oh, now we get it. You know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe like just before the inauguration. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> yes, I'm napping. That's my problem. I I can't keep track of any of this crap. So yeah, it's fun. Uh, but meanwhile, in the over my dead body file, yes, please. Lara Trump, who is married to Eric Trump, right? Lara is I, Eric's wife? I Or cousin, I'm not sure. But okay, yes. so <laughs> Lara, I, that may be the same thing. His wa- Exactly, that's, that's my point. <laughs> his yeah. wife and his cousin. Uh, yeah. Lara Trump is leading uh, among Republican candidates for the 2022 North Carolina Senate race. So in the latest poll uh, out of North Carolina, Lara Trump... Is in the lead. I mean, by one point. I mean, I think it's like yeah, twenty four to twenty three you know, or something. They like saw that. they saw in the survey a name they recognized, Trump, and they checked. And, and I, you know, I don't know. It's it's two years away. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I. You know, she can't certainly can't stand up to the scrutiny. Yeah. Uh, I I worry not at all about this. Right, right. I think the the key though to something like this is to keep an eye on it. Don't get overly stressed <laughs> out about it, but to keep an eye on it right. because I think if she ends up becoming a legitimate candidate, or if any Trump <laughs> becomes a legitimate uh-huh. candidate anywhere then that deserves some action, I think, uh, right, on behalf right. of the and, rest of and, us. And they will get a bump early in any race. You pick any Trump and put them in any race, and they're going to have an early bump out of re- a name recognition because as we, uh, I think, all understand very clearly now, most voters don't know Jack. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they'll just, oh, there's a name I recognize, and they'll, they'll you know, check that in the early polls. But uh, I don't think any of them can hold up to a run because, as I've said before, none of them are Donald Trump. That's right. None of them have that twisted, guiltless. Uh, I, I just don't think that they're, and and they don't have the following. He is the cult. Trump is the cult. Donald right. is the Trump. And without mm-hmm. Donald, uh, I don't think the voters are that enthusiastic. And uh, if uh, any Trump were to come up against uh, any other Republican who could out-debate them, it would all be over. Likewise, I saw uh, Stephen Miller on the Lou Dobbs program. I hadn't intended to talk about <laughs> this. but There's a match, right? Yeah, no kidding. But Lou Dobbs was actually yelling at Stephen Miller. It was kind I of interesting. It, yeah. He's like, why, where are the Republicans? Why aren't the Republicans through those giant teeth that he's got? He's like, where, <laughs> where are the Republicans? And Stephen Miller's there just doing his whole worm tongue thing where he's repeating all of Trump's talking points about the election right. in that way, in that dead-eyed way. He's got dead eyes. And so there was a back and forth between the two of them, and it just made me think that 
you know, that's another thing we should keep an eye on moving forward. I mean, again, it shouldn't preoccupy our daily lives by any stretch, but we keep an eye on this to make sure that these guys don't become legitimized after they uh, are out of the White House. Oh, you know, I don't know how, how, you know, Dobbs is getting up there in age, uh, for one thing. I don't know that he'll be a factor in two years, to put it coldly. Well, maybe not Dobbs, Uh, but Stephen Miller coming out of the White House and then immediately going to cable news. We'll we'll see. It was interesting. What was interesting about it to me was Dobbs yelling at uh, Stephen Miller uh, for not allowing Ted Cruz to represent Trump before the United States Supreme Court, (laughs) assuming a case ever gets there that the court agrees to hear. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that'll happen either. So uh, here again, I think a lot of this will fall by the wayside. If Stephen Miller's still around uh, and still seems to be a factor, still seems to be popping up after the inauguration, then I'll keep an eye on him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the key. I mean, the problem that I'm seeing moving forward, and again, it's not something that should necessarily preoccupy our lives, but what we need to do is make sure that, uh, you know, suddenly uh, Kaylee McEnany isn't showing up on CNN as a paid political strategist to appear in one of those boxes every time uh, the issue of uh, Joe Biden comes comes up yeah. or something along those lines. I mean, because they just they simply can't be legitimized. And I feel like if I start to see Kaylee McEnany or any of these suspects from the Trump White House turning up on cable news, it's going to make me want to break something, Buzz. I mean, I'm yeah. just going to lose my shit because I, I never I never understand that. And I hope the cable networks uh, get past that. I don't know if they will, but they might after what we've all been through. I've never understood the presence of Rick Santorum on CNN, yeah. uh, for example. That that makes no sense. And Kaylee McEnany would be the same uh Yes, that's right. That's how I pronounce it. Uh, uh, would would be the same thing. Uh, and, and by the way, while we're on the subject of cable news, a side thought. I thought it was interesting after all the crap that uh, Andrea Mitchell took for mm. her report. And by the way, she did go farther with that, and I'm not thrilled with her either right now. But it is interesting to me that uh, one of the first shows upon which Rachel Maddow would appear to promote her new book would be today's Andrea Mitchell show on MSNBC is Rachel trying to give Andrea a boost by appearing on her show uh is that an endorsement and if it is an endorsement is that a message back to those who criticized Andrea I I think I find all of that very fascinating yeah yeah I mean I guess what we were talking about last week was uh Andrea Mitchell's remarks about the Joe Biden ankle gate Uh, lack of (laughs) lack of transparency about his ankle (laughs) yes right and Andrea Mitchell was upset about that and you had defended her on the uh, post-mortem show but uh yeah I mean as far as Rachel going on that show I have no idea. I know that she was on Ali Velshi's show on Sunday, and that was the first uh-huh. stop That's on her right. book tour because That's Ali right. had filled in for her while she was uh, quarantining. And so that's why I think she's just going to make her rounds through all of the various MSNBC shows uh, with I that know. book. I, I, I know. Yeah, it's just interesting to me that uh, Rachel agreed to do that after Andrea had taken so much criticism. Uh, I I still defend it. A reporter will never be, a good reporter will never be satisfied a good reporter will always demand transparency about yeah. everything from politicians. A good president-elect who follows a bad president has a greater obligation than normal mm-hmm. to be transparent. So there is some validity. But when I saw Andrea Mitchell continuing to harp on uh, her perception of a lack of transparency from the Biden administration compared to what we've just been through, yeah. uh, I, I began to lose my patience with her mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely, uh, I, I still insist that she's doing her job. Uh, that uh, you know, her job is to demand transparency on everything from elected leaders. It's just that it, it feels pretty tone deaf in light of what we've seen with Trump. Yeah, and I think it also has something to do with intensity. It depends on the intensity of it. If it becomes this ongoing, like, multi-day story on MSNBC or wherever, then I think that's a little too much. We're talking about the president-elect's ankle, for God's sake, and and maybe they were planning to uh, roll something out as far as that goes within that 24-hour span. I don't know what the details were in terms of what the thinking of the uh, transition team was, but regardless, I mean, I think one mention of well, why weren't they more forthcoming about what the problem with his ankle was? Uh, that's not so big a deal. I mean, given the fact that we right. did spend, throughout this past four years, we did spend 
multiple months, if not years, going over and over again. And I'm talking about cable news in particular, going over and over again, Donald Trump's lack of transparency and his right. crimes and his cover ups and obstruction and, of kid, justice. Yeah. Kids in cages, in, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and uh, lying or being less than transparent about immigration policy is far more egregious than telling a fib about your ankle so that your political opposition doesn't make you out to be an old man who's frail. Yeah, and look, I understand the criticisms of the press, just generally speaking. We're allowed to criticize the press as we're allowed right. to criticize anything. But at the same time, we have to bear in mind, too, that throughout this four-year dark ride, I feel like it's been the press who has done so much work as far as informing the public with regard exposing, to... Exposing. Yeah, exposing. Investigating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, where would we be without New York Times and, and the Washington Post reporting on all of those Russia stories for the first think, two years? I, I think uh, the cable news networks, and I would include MSNBC in this to a degree, but especially... Uh, uh, Fox and and to some degree CNN, uh, to a large degree, in fact, uh, have have you know made matters worse for the rest of journalism. Uh, I get I follow really reliable sources. I follow NBC News online as mm. opposed to its television newscast. Yeah. I follow the Washington Post and the New York Times, award winning newspapers that have uncovered most of what we've learned mm -hmm. about the Trump administration. I worry that a lot of criticism of the media has to do with the TV news, as is, is born out of unhappiness with the cable yeah. news networks and, to some extent, the nightly newscast uh, accused of, uh, you know, being soft on Trump. Uh, and, and they are compared to what I'm reading in the newspapers. And, by the way, newspapers are where TV news departments uh, get a lot of their stories. Mm -hmm. now, I completely agree with you. I think a lot of the criticism is really more specific to cable news than anything else. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of complaints about the New York Times and the lack of uh, usage of right. the word lies or liar or, uh, you know, whatever variation of that word uh, to describe mm -hmm. Donald Trump. And, yeah, I get that. I understand that. But that's uh, given the broader scope compared to you know, the accomplishments by the New York Times at the same time. I think it's uh, you have to take that in consideration, too, what they have I, provided for us in, in this period of time. I, I remember being hesitant at the start of the Trump administration to use the word lie, but I, I, I did so very quickly and I think ahead of others yeah. um, because that's what it, that's what they were. I mean, mm -hmm. it was time. I, my entire news career has been based, I like to think, on calling things as they are. Yeah. Uh, uh, as opposed to, you know, allowing the soft peddling of them. I'm mm -hmm. particularly proud to this day of how I word my news updates that I post online. When I when I don't make grammatical or spelling errors, uh, <laughs> I, I include perspective and detail that gives, I think, more depth to the breaking news than you would get from other sources uh, to give it some meaning. And, I, you know, I, I, I'm calling it out for what it is, essentially. And I, I think I've made a career on that and... Uh, you know, I, I continue to do that. And so uh, I dived right into the use of the word lie extremely early. I'd like to do, yeah. I should do a word search uh, on my scripts to see when I first used it in application to Donald Trump. But uh, I, I'm glad to see that most other news agencies are now on board with that. Well, as far as the legitimate news outlets go, it's really cable news that tends to be the problem child of the litter. I mean, that seems to be where all of our anger is, is directed, and, and, most of it, yeah. And TV news in general. Uh, and and it's uh, that's the basis upon which all media is being judged when, in fact, groundbreaking uh work is being done by yeah. the major newspapers. Mm -hmm. Where would we have been without people like David Farenthold and so on, and uh, and Robert Costa and, and, and Michael Schmidt right. and, right. Uh, you know, it's just been invaluable reporting through all of this and, and I, I'm, speaking for myself, I'm grateful for it because again, it provided so much information when there was 
zero transparency, when there was right. nothing but shenanigans, bullshit, obstruction of justice, and cover-ups going on right in front of our faces, and we had no way of knowing what that was really all about until the press stepped in and, and gave us all of that uh, detail and all of that information, heroically still, because even at that point, there was no uh, guarantee that Trump wouldn't just start rounding up uh, members of uh, the press and incarcerating them. I remember you and I talking about our fear of, of him pursuing exactly that. Uh, not to change the subject, but there is, uh, speaking of the Washington Post, b- uh, breaking news from them at this moment oh as we record. Uh, the judge, and we knew this was coming, I think, a statement from uh, the judge in the Michael Flynn case. Uh, he has now made that statement, and what we have so far is that he says Trump's pardon does not mean the former national security advisor is innocent. That's what we have so far. Okay. I'll be eager to read the rest of what the judge had to say. Yeah, that's interesting because, yeah, I think we always knew that. A pardon does right. not mean innocence. A pardon just means you're Guilt. pardoned from that on your record. It is an admission on the part of the right. person granting the pardon and the part of the person receiving the pardon. They are both admitting that a crime has been committed by that person and this is to forgive that crime. Uh, or in this case, uh, in some cases, preemptively. Yeah. Well, we're going to uh, talk about COVID here for a second and vaccines and what the fuck is going on with Trump and Pfizer. Uh, we'll get into all that in just a second Good. here. But if something is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, I have the solution. It's called Better Help. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, seeks to provide professional help with ease. You'll never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. They assess your needs with a few questions and match you with a licensed professional board-certified therapist. Start communicating in under 24 hours, connecting in a safe, private online environment. Send a message to your counselor and receive a timely response. Schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever is most comfortable for you. Anything you share is confidential. If you want to try a new therapist, it's simple and free to switch. BetterHelp says they're more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Start living a happier life today. You'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health by going to betterhelp, that's betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal and receive 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal. Thank you. Bob Seska. So much noise in my head that I can't go back to sleep and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Another day of work for another quarter dollar. Two car payments and the house is underwater and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Yeah, emphasizing uh, all the crap everyone's going through with this recession and the pandemic. This is the bitter elegance. Trapped like in it. trapped in the American Dream is the name of the song from Twisting wow. the Fairy Tale. We had this uh, rolled out in September. I think they were at number 17 on the countdown that month. Uh, com is the website to support uh, The Bitter Elegance. Love this band. Love, 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 love them. Love them so much. I, I like it too. September. Boy, uh, what an innocent time that was. <laughs> Going all the way back. Sitting the way yeah. back machine for That's right. September. So... What the fuck is going on now with the fact that uh, for whatever reason, and Jody's got a a pretty good theory on all of this, Donald Trump passed on acquiring Uh extra doses of Pfizer's vaccine. Right. And what Jody said on the Stephanie Miller show is absolutely what I agree with on this. And that is that uh, Pfizer said no to the warp speed thing. So Donald Trump said no back. I mean, of course, that's the way he's thinking. Of course, yeah. Could be. I mean, what we're hearing uh, is that, and the initial explanation makes some sense up to a point. Yeah. And the initial explanation is we didn't want to commit to more because we didn't know if the vaccine was going to work. It hadn't been 
proven safe and effective mm-hmm. yet. We were waiting to see that. Well, while you were waiting to see, other countries snatched up the available orders, and now the U.S. can't get it until late June or early July. Jesus. Uh, this Normally, you'd think, well, yeah, no, why commit more money to it if you don't know it's going to work? Normally, that would be sort of logical. Yeah. Except... This is Operation Warp Speed. Its point was to get them out there and and to at any cost. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they decided that that cost was too much. And you'll hear a lot about a hundred thousand doses of the vaccine. Every time you hear the number one hundred thousand, immediately cut it to fifty thousand mm-hmm. because that's how many people it is designed to serve. Yeah. Everybody gets two doses, so a hundred million is really just fifty million out of three hundred thirty-one million Americans. Uh, and now that's the only approved, and it's not even approved yet. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday, uh, uh, we'll get approval on the Pfizer vaccine. So right now, no, uh, in the U.S., no vaccine has yet been approved. Uh, one is about to be one, and uh, we're not going to be able to get more than uh, 50,000 people inoculated from that, uh, at least with the Pfizer, Pfizer vaccine, until uh, late June or early July. This is a real problem. Uh, hopefully, uh, there are something like seven vaccines in development. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two more on deck, AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson, uh, may be approved soon in addition to the Moderna and uh, Pfizer vaccines. Uh, so th- this is where we are. It was a, a, a stupid miscalculation in what was supposed to have been Operation Warp Speed. Yeah. Is England already being vaccinated now, Buzz? Yes, I, I as it started, like started this morning. A 90-year-old woman, I believe, was the first uh, to be vaccinated. Uh, and uh, the vac- vaccinations are underway now in Britain. They're only ahead of us by a couple of days. And uh, if anything, they are to be congratulated and uh, for getting it so quickly. Uh, we have been uh, a bit more careful in the U.S., but... Uh, we're only a couple of days behind uh, Great Britain in starting the vaccine. The question is, will we have enough to to serve all the health care providers and uh, nursing home residents uh, that need to be served first mm-hmm. uh, as we as we give out these shots? Well, here's another reason to say F you. to Donald Trump is because right. uh, on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, there were 173,000 new cases in the yeah. United States. That was just yeah. Sunday alone. 173,457 new cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Australia on the same day, yes, nine. Nine right. new cases in all of Australia. They are celebrating in Australia the end of the pandemic down there. That, well, they have, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That should yeah. infuriate. I mean, we should be happy for Australia, of course. Of course. But, but that should infuriate every American. That here we are, and you want to talk about leading from behind? All the Republicans did for eight years is scream about how Barack Obama led from behind, whether it was Libya or what have you. So, oh, Barack Obama's a coward. He leads from behind. We are leading from behind on all this. We're not even leading. We're not even right. doing that right. part of it. We right. have 170 73,000 new cases in a single day over this weekend. And uh, at the same time, Australia, only nine cases. And in fact, on Monday in Australia, there were only seven new cases. Mm -hmm. So, God damn it, we fell so far behind. And every American who has to sit in their house, who's been isolated, who's been sacrificing, who's been doing the right thing, should be furious at the fact that we haven't been able to get our shit together in this country. And whether that means the the Trump people or all the shirkers, and as we've uh, emphasized, Buzz, uh, countless times, the shirkers aren't reserved to the red hats alone. They're not just the Trump supporters. I know a lot of people... And I see them online who are, quote unquote, normals, who are one of us in a way, who are shirkers, who are just ignoring the rules and having gatherings and parties and getting together with friends and doing all that kind of shit. And they need to stop doing it because this, if they keep doing it, it's never going to fucking end. Surveys have shown shirkers on both sides, but far more Mm. among Republicans than among Democrats. And, uh, you know, I love the post retweeted something this morning. Uh, that said that uh, people, a lot of people are saying they won't take the vaccine because they don't know what's in it. And <laughs> and yet they're the first in line to get a McRib. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, that's a great way to end the show. Yeah, it uh, is. 
I also wanted to add, too, that while Americans are dying of this fucking pandemic, uh-huh. this uncontrolled pandemic, thanks to the incompetence yes. and irresponsibility of the president. That's who's keeping you indoors. That's right. The giggling couch tumors over at Fox and Friends <laughs> spent an entire segment this morning being pissed about a mall Santa. One mall Santa. Uh-huh. By the way, why are there mall Santas anyway uh, right now? <laughs> But there was one mall Santa somewhere who told a kid that he uh-huh. wouldn't be bringing him a Nerf gun. A Nerf, like a Nerf makes a, a oh, rifle. Oh. Or a, yeah, no, I'm familiar, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I almost said Nerf makes a firearm. No, Nerf doesn't make a, <laughs> it makes a toy that's like a firearm and it, it fires yes. little Nerf, like wads, of, wads yeah. of Nerf, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, oh my God, Fox and Friends, so pissed off about the woke Santa Claus at a mall somewhere. This is how they're spending their time in the morning over on Fox News. That's why we can't have nice things. Because, well, yeah. you know, I think I think Santa meant well. He just handled it wrong because he did not attend <laughs> my Santa training school. <laughs> is that, are you doing online classes now? Distance learning? I, no, but uh, I will be doing for uh, Head Start Kids uh, this coming Thursday night. I'll be making... <laughs> Calls from Santa. So, <laughs> that's as so I great. Do, as I do every year. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that's wonderful. How do people do that? How do people participate in all that? Uh, call your local uh, recreation center. Uh, they uh, often run the Head Start programs, okay. and you can get in through that. Okay, sounds good. Well, Buzz Burbank News and Comment every Thursday. It's the best hour and a half, two hours, three hours, five hours of news you're going to get all week, depending on what's happening. And uh, and you want to find that over at buzzburbank.com, also at realmnetwork.com, and everywhere you get your podcast, just search for Buzz Burbank News and Comment, the traditional spelling of Buzz Burbank, by the way. And also, uh, yeah, we're going to keep talking here. Uh, on the, the, the old the old world spelling. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, once this music is done playing, we're going to do the post-mortem show. We keep on talking, and uh, we present that on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. Sign up for $5 a month, and you get two post-mortem shows every damn week. We'll see you over there, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. The holiday season is the one time of year we all get to indulge in our favorite traditions and feel like a kid again. And no matter what you celebrate, everybody shares in the spirit of giving, whether it's giving gifts to our favorite people or spreading cheer to everyone around you. This year, give yourself and the ones you love an opportunity to look as young as the season makes you feel with Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet too. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results are going to last for hours so you can relax surrounded by loved ones knowing you're always looking your best. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and it's cheaper than a round of hot cocos for you and your loved ones. You can try a six application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal at checkout. Thank you. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.